my queens. Hi, I am Empress Sharon Eam, bringing the truth of our stolen history. The mothership has landed. She is your modern-day Noah's Ark, bringing knowledge and understanding of your lost past. Get ready for enlightenment with eyes can see. Hi everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome to another broadcast of Eyes Can See. So tell your friends and family so that we can all learn about our stolen history and identity together. Today, we will talk about how to operate spiritually so that you can defeat the enemies of your life with your weapons of warfare. They're spiritual weapons, you all. We use them all the time, but we are not aware of how to use them correctly to achieve the purpose in which, you know, we would use them for. We have victory every time when we learn how to operate God's way correctly. So come on and let's dig in, y'all, and uh, get into this word and learn how to operate spiritually in the word of God. Now, with prayer, we're going to start this thing off with prayer so this word can be blessed to every hearer's ear, that it may nourish them, it may teach them, it may grow them up in the word of God, where they can find their true identity, as well as being a son of God through Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that we also find our identity as the uh, descendants of the children of Israel that our history and identity was stolen. So through his word, through God's word, we will find who we truly are. Thank you, Father, for this information and knowledge coming to your children for such a time as this, and that they may all wake up according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And Isaiah 61, one through three, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of 
heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So while we have been locked down for these past two months, we have found that certain family members, you know, um, are, are enemies, you know, have become enemies of our households. You know, they are bullies. You know, we are forced to share the same space together under the same roof with them imposing their will on us. You know, I mean, it's not really fair that we have to live in these situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in, you know, where others try to put their will over on ours. You know, it's like you begin to feel smothered, afraid, and stressful. You know, you, you always have to be aware of your safety and then your children's safety. You know, uh, if you have children that are involved, you know, in these these situations that, you know, that, that are prevalent today in our society, you know, uh, you know, we wonder, we wonder what's wrong with the world today, y'all? What's wrong with these people that we are dealing, you know, but we don't realize that we are dealing with demonic forces in the spirit realm that affects this natural realm daily. It's very real. Even though we do not see it, you know, it's invisible, but it reacts to the conditions of our hearts, you know? So I want to break into this word and kind of, you know, uh, uh, wake you up to a few things of how to deal with demonic oppression, you know, in our lives and in this lockdown situation that we find ourselves in where you can't get out and, you know, your household situation. You might be having, you know, all types of situations that you're dealing with. Your children, you know, might be in a situation where they're being abused. Uh, your, your, um, you yourself, you know, you being a spouse, whether you're a man or a woman, you can find yourself in an abused situation. You know, you need to know what to do. You need to know how to deal with these people that live among us, you know, without hurting them or killing them or them hurting you or killing you, or someone end up being homeless, you know, during this situation. So I want to, you know, reflect on a time in my life. I'm going to use me as, you know, a witness to this situation, to these very situations, you know. I'm going to go with at a time when I was married and how I found myself in a similar situation to the story, you know, that I have uh, used in this um platform that, you know, that I'm using on this platform that I'm giving today. You know, this story is about increased domestic violence after COVID-19 lockdown. You know, the situations that we find ourselves dealing with, all types of situations. So I just want to give you all some pointers on how to deal with these situations. So when I was married, I found myself, you know, in a situation where uh, I was dealing with domestic violence. You know, it came down to my life or his life. And some of you out there know what I've, I've experienced, you know, because uh, you was around at that time. And um, but at that time, I had to turn to God if I wanted to stay out of jail and if I wanted to stay alive because I was planning and plotting to buy a gun, you know, without his knowledge. 
Because I was going to end his life. I was going to give him one last fight. It was going to be one last fight. And I was going to put that punk out of his misery. Yes, I was. Because I had had enough, I fed up. And in my flesh, I did not know what to do. I ain't know where to turn. I didn't know what to do. Who to, uh, who to call. I didn't know what to consider for my life. So I had to turn to God at that time. Because I was all out of, all out of you know, uh, 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 things of what to do, y'all. I found myself in a situation where I was very afraid. You know, I was afraid for myself and I was afraid for my children at the time. So it wasn't easy to run and get out of harm's way. So you can't stay and feel trapped until you can figure out a way, you know, that requires you to cast away your fears. You know, it's like you, you have to stay trapped is what I meant to say in this situation until, you know, reality comes to you and you had enough and you've been fed up. And, and you trying to find ways out of your situation without landing you in a worse situation. So abuse comes in all forms. You know, you have spousal abuse, which I was just saying, you know, generally when a man beat his wife or his girlfriend. Or you have parent and adult abuse who abuse children by whipping them or beating them for, you know, any and all reasons because they haven't, you know, learned to deal with their own, you know, uh, uh, anger. They want to abuse their children. Then you got animal abuse. You know where they, they take their anger out on animals. Come on, these are your pets. You bought these pets. Why you going to abuse your pets? Your pets ain't did nothing to you. They need to bite the crap out of you. They need to bite you on your juggler is what I say. You know, but that's in my flesh. Let me go. come on back in my spirit, man, y'all. Because, you know, it ain't right. It ain't right that these demonic spirits attack us like this. And then we don't know what to do to them. We don't know how to deal with these spirits, y'all. So you got to learn how to use God's word. Because I'm telling you, this thing is real out here. And many of you know what I'm talking about. You know what our daily lives are. You know what your di daily life is. And you know what you have to deal with. Or you know what you're doing to people that ain't right. So whichever way you fall on, whichever side of this thing, I want to bring this to our attention today and what to do about it. So we have people who have not dealt, like I said, with their anger issues and those who enjoy making other people's lives miserable all because they can, because they bullies. And this is what they, they used to. This is how they thrive. This is how they live their life. So we're going to teach you how to deal with all of this. You know, so how can you deal with all of this? Well, God left us scriptures of how we can become free of these menacing spirits that attack us and make us act out of our character and make us act like barbarians by forcing their will on us and forcing us into situations, you know, where we, we, we striving for our life at this point. Come on, y'all. Okay, so I've included this article about women being abused during they stay at home during this stay at home order of C nineteen. We will then discuss what to do about this problem because it is a menacing problem. It is a menacing problem, y'all. So, uh, okay, with the, in the Daily Times, I picked up this article called "Increased Domestic Violence After COVID nineteen Lockdown." So in the Daily Times, this is written uh, April 12th of 2020. Uh, people are advised to stay at home due to co coronavirus. But what if the home is also a dangerous place? 
Domestic violence is a serious problem. Okay? And most of the women and children have been its victims for many years. The lockdown around the world has brought more trouble in their lives and increased the risk, the risk of, of a surge in cases of domestic violence. Social distancing and home isolation seem good and right steps to save the lives of many people. But on the other hand, they have made the situation worse for women who are being abused by their partners. Abusers use power and control to intimidate, isolate, threaten, blame, and coerce the women. And I'll say children and children too. And they abuse their pets. As the restrictions come into force by the government, the cases of the domestic violence have increased at an alarming rate in many countries. Women facing this act of violence have no idea how to break out and escape from this situation during the day's quarantine. Countries like Pakistan, China, Italy, Germany, and Brazil, Australia, and France are reported for the violence during the period of lockdown since March 2020. In Europe, France already ha has one of the highest rates of domestic violence. According to the official figures, around 219,000 women from teenagers to the age of 75 are abused physically and are sexually uh, abused by partners and abusers. But only 20% of the cases are reported because these women feel like ain't nothing going to be done. Can't nothing, you know, can't nobody really do anything about it. Nobody's around when it happens. So it's an after effect matter. It is reported that every three days, one woman is killed by her partner. The interior minister of France, Christopher Castaner, showed his full concern and interest in the issue of domestic violence. He said that reports of the domestic violence has jumped more than 30% across the country, 36% in Paris, 32% elsewhere, including two murders. Since it went down into lockdown, since it went into lockdown on March 17, 2020. Furthermore, he said that standing alone with the victims of domestic violence and fighting against it was the priority of the government. And therefore, the police was on high alert. He added a code system would be developed for victims. Spain had already introduced a code system where victims can go to a pharmacy and, re and request a mass 19 a code word a code word that will alert the pharmacist to contact authority so they can say mask 19 that's a code word for them to call the authorities y'all currently victims of domestic violence in france can call 3919 for help the government of France has also announced an extra 1 million euros in funding for anti-domestic abuse organizations to help respond to increasing demands for service. So if any of y'all want to relocate and start y'all some services over there, y'all can. Y'all free to. The world is your playground. Go ahead. But the thing is, we need the same systems over here. We need those same organizations over here. So more things can be made. You know, more places can be made for people to escape and be able to get away from, you know, this domestic violence, regardless of what form it comes into, you know, comes in.
So social distancing and home isolation have made the situation worse for women being abused by their partners. Moreover, in the Hubei uh, province of China, domestic violence reports to police have increased more than tripling during lockdown from 47 last year to 162 this year. Activists told local media as the area went into lockdown in late January, cases of domestic violence doubled. Told Wei Fang, the founder of anti-domestic violence nonprofit, Shanghai-based outlet, Six Tone. In Spain, despite extremely strict rules of lockdown, people are being fined for violating them. In this regard, the government has allowed victims of domestic abuse to leave homes if they were being abused and report to the nearest police station. But in the coastal province of Valencia, after five days of lockdown, the first case of murder appeared when a woman was killed by her husband in front of their children. Come on now, y'all. Crisis line and the safe house of Central Georgia's deputy uh, director, Jamie Barmesa, said there had been a rise in domestic violence cases after COVID-19 lockdown. Columbus also saw a spike in domestic violence because of the coronavirus outbreak. It is reported that 60 domestic violence cases arose in the last week of, of, the March, of March. In Arizona, according to the Phoenix Police Department, domestic violence service calls jumped in the last two weeks. Thus, the abuse could increase due to social distance and quarantine. High stress and fear are only acting as triggers for abusers, but despite restri restrictions, services and shelters for victims are still available. Downtown Houston also showed an instant in domestic violence cause do calls during this pandemic. It is reported by the activists that 25% increase in cases this time as compared to last month and a 50% increase to this time than last year. So moreover in the U.S., an average of nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by their partners. Apart from these, many other countries have reported domestic violence cases during this period of isolation. So pretty much, y'all, I want to share that a, period, a time period in my life when, when this lifestyle became my portion to eat. I lived in fear daily when this man drank. He was an alcoholic. He drank beer, y'all. He got intoxicated off of beer. Man, when, when he drank beer, golly, we had to go through. So I had to learn how to fight spiritually if I wanted to live and if I wanted my children to live. But it scarred them and it scarred me. So what do you do in these situations? What do you do in these cases? You know, so this is what I wanted to really bring home in this point. You know, by us being spirit beings, inhabiting a flesh body, having a natural experience, meaning that being a spirit being, we are able to do mighty exploits in the earth, in these bodies. Jesus said greater works than these will we do also. That means, you know, 
fighting these spiritual fights, these spiritual battles, you know, when uh, we go through, you know, fighting with our loved ones, you know, our members of our households, you know, protecting ourselves against them as well. You know, so we have to learn how to fight spiritually because that's where our weapons of warfare are. So, you know, uh, it all determines that how we live, live too. You know, how we live, we, we can choose to live out of a good spirit or an evil spirit. You know, it's our choice, you know, and when we encounter evil spirits in our loved ones and people in general, then we need to know how to deal with them effectively. Because out of this heart determines what you're going to bring forth in your household. If you're living out of an evil, cruel heart that wants to just be abuser and bruise somebody, that's what you're going to bring into your household. And being in a spirit form and having in this earth body, then that's what you are going to manifest daily in your spirit form in this earth body. So that's how, that's why we have to live how to, we have to learn to live how to subdue these spirits and put them under our feet, y'all, because these spirits are real. This thing is happening. Many of y'all know what's going on in y'all daily lives. So y'all, y'all can, you know, attest to this, that these things are real. You probably don't know. You, you probably didn't know to put, you know, that label to it, that it was a spiritual attack, you know, by us being spirit beings in a earth and in, in, in a flesh, you know, body in these earth suits. What we got to go through being in these flesh bodies, y'all. It's a price we got to pay being in these bodies. So we have to know how to, 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 to live in these bodies, you know, and uh, bring forth God's best in our lives and in the lives of others. So, again, when we learn more about the spirit side of life, we find that demonic activity is happening unbeknowing to us. We put a label on it. It's spiritual activity, y'all. Demonic spiritual activity. That's affecting our flesh in this earth realm. And you got to know what to do about it. So, you, uh, okay. So, uh, you must learn how to fight. Because you're in a war that has become visible when you realize what this is that we living in. See, your mind's eye. Remember that pineal gland I told you that we all have? That mind's eye. When we know how to use God's word, becomes a spiritual warfare weapon when we when we use it with God's word, it gives us spiritual insight. It gives us a way to know how to fight. It gives us, when we activate it with the spirit of God and, and we walk in, 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 in speaking out the words that God would have us to speak according to what is going on in our lives, this, this spiritual sight that's connected to our spirit man works along with the word of God. And that's how you defeat the enemy. In our lives daily. We got to learn how to do this thing y'all. So. Again we learn about the spirit side of life through church. But the pastors do not. Uh, connect the spirit side. You know interfacing the natural side. That affect our thoughts. Actions and behaviors. Which are ruled by whatever is in our hearts. So again. Our pastors. Do not connect. The spirit side of our life that interfaces with this natural side of our life. 
that affects our thoughts, our actions, and our behaviors. And whatever that's in our heart is what will rule us. Okay? So hate can be found in your heart. Your heart don't have to be filled with love. Your heart can be filled with hate. It's whatever that's in your heart, y'all. And those are the emotions that makes up your character traits. Those are the ones that rule over you. So when you are hurt, when you are broken, when you are embittered, then you're going to cast that on people around you. You're going to cast them things around on, on the people that are in your life because, that's, you know, hurting people hurt people. That's, 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 that's how we relate to one another. When we don't know better, we don't do better. So hurting people hurt people. And this is the reason why. And the reason that we don't ever grow out of these things or it takes us a long time to get away from this, these things is because it, it causes personal work within yourself. You must wake up to the person you are within yourself and you must wake up to you want to change that thing. That's why this thing is so important that we learn how to fight in the spirit realm with God's word. It's a spiritual sword. It cuts asunder, separates spirit and flesh. Come on, y'all. We got to know how to use this thing to better our lives and the lives of others and to keep us healthy and safe and protected, through the, especially during this time that we're living in. So when we turn to God for guidance, we find that he left the scriptures to use for our daily lives to navigate through this life. When we live according to Yah's word, we have protection in Jesus' name. This is when and where we develop super, I mean super, on our natural. This is the key element, and it causes work on your part. You know, it's something that you got to do. You got to put time into this too. You got to commit to your own change in your life if you want better for your life. So this is what I gained going through this period of my life. These cold, those cold, hard days. Praise Yah that they are over. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me through without the smell of smoke of being burnt and fire upon me. I don't have no smell of smoke. Do I look like I've been beat, battered, and, 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 and beaten down like I almost died? Do I look like, you know, I, 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 uh, that was my past? That's how you know you come out of this thing without no smell of smoke or being burnt with fire. Because your mindset has changed as well as God give you a, 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 a beautiful persona. He give you a beautiful outlook. You know, where when people look at you, they can't see your past. They can't see the scars of your past. They can't see your wounds. They can't see none of this stuff because he has covered you. He has healed you. He has put salve on you. The salve of his word. He put on you to heal those scars, to heal those pains, to get you from glory to glory, to get you from one place to another. You know, we got to put work in if we want to see change. So when I was going through, I was afraid at first, walking in fear, because my ex-husband was a big man. He was six feet, 240 pounds, compared to my stature of 5'4", 
uh, five feet, four inches, uh, 660, I mean, a hundred, Lord, 600, <laughs> no, never that, but 166 pounds, man, please, that man was a giant over me, he was an alcoholic, and I paid for it, basically, at one point in my marriage, every weekend, my children, I was running to the police station, trying to get away from him, I got to the point where I had to chase God, or die in my situation, I found out, if me and my children did not leave and we had a fight and I killed that man, I would not necessarily get off because of self-defense. Because the police told me that I had the chance to leave and I did not. But you know what? Yahweh found a way. Yahweh made a way rather. Because for every woman... Who finds herself in that situation. That do not see being the, uh, that being the solution. One. Because she's afraid of her abuser. That if he catches her. He will hurt her and kill her. Or hurt her and kill her children. Or for number two. She has no other place to go. Because. She's afraid to go around family members. Because he told her that he would hurt them if they if she got them involved. So she had to leave a family member out of it. Well, nobody come to her defense. Who could she turn to? Or she don't have all the necessary equipment or supplies that she needs for her and her children to start over. She can't just drop, she just can't leave and drop. She just can't. Leave at the drop of a dime because it's not just her. If it was her, maybe yes, she could if she found the strength within herself. But when she has children, it's not that easy. Children require things. So if you just up and leave, it's, it's like you don't have time to formulate none of this in your mind. So you stay. Because she cannot visualize how to leave and start over again with her children at that point. She needs help to get over her fears first before anything else can happen. So in my case back in the day, the shelters did not accept me because I had boys. And my boys were like 8 and 9 and 13 at the time. So where was I going to go? You know, so without God, I don't know how I would have made it or if I, I, I would still be alive, you know. Or even if my children probably would have still been, been alive, you know, me and my children alive right now, you know, uh, dealing with this man and his abusive ways. So uh, uh, many women would, uh, many women are killed daily all around the world, just like this article talks about. She feels destitute as if she has to put up with this man's abuse until she's able to figure things out for the safety of herself and her children. I was there a long time until I started relying on God and he came through for me. That gave me the power and strength to lead. And then you hear people say, Jesus is not real. Huh? Uh, you need to walk a day. Just one day, y'all. Walk a day in my past. You know, with this abuser, 
abusing me at the worst time of my life. You walk a day in my shoes and then you tell me if Jesus ain't real. You tell me if he ain't pulling me out the fire. Because I know the devil is a lie when they come to me and say, Jesus ain't real. The Bible is made up. Uh, lies, because it's evidence and proof in my life. He saved me. It pulled me out of the, fi the, fi the fiery furnace. You know, as I say, I don't have no smoke of being burnt, you know, with fire on me. This was my life. This is my testimony. So people that come to me and tell me Jesus ain't real, his word ain't, ain't, ain't true, lies from the pit of hell. Because I got proof in my life to show you it is real. So I know many of you have evidence that God is real and that Jesus is real. And that no way. You should have come through the circumstances of your life and still be standing today. Hallelujah and praise God, because I know that's my testimony. So every spirit that denies that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. First John 4. So this is demonic when they say that Jesus ain't real. Huh? Okay. You demonic and you ain't a God anyway. So... It gave me a holy boldness that if that man touched me, he would have hell to pay. Because I found protection in God with my new mindset. I wasn't afraid no more. I believe that if he killed me, my soul would be secure with Jesus and God. And that was my, that was my, uh, 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 main, that was my main focus anyway. You know, my main goal is to get to heaven and, and to, uh, be with God and Jesus, you know, in his strong room. So, you know, whether I lived or died, I just made up my mind that I wasn't going to be afraid no more. That the word had to protect me, you know. So uh, when I started trusting, God started showing up. So God started making me live my life more abundantly in the word. He gave me comfort through, you know, the fear and the terror of my life. He brought me through with comfort. So I had to move to this point so I could drive away the fear of him killing me. When I got over my fear, I was able to stand tall on God's word like I had an S on my chest. I became a warrior with God's word and understanding of his protection over me and my children. And I became a mountain mover. I became a praiser during this time of my life. It was praising. It was, I was praising. I was praying in spiritual tongues uh, under my breath day in and day out when, when, when that monster came around. Man, I was praying under my breath in, in the, uh, like I said, in tongues day in and day out. And I was pleading the blood of, uh, blood of Jesus for protection over me and my children. I decreed and declared and I prayed, like I said, I prayed in tongues and I sent up thanksgiving and praises all through the day, all through that situation. Whenever it hit my brain, I was sending up praises. I was going through, you know, with, 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 uh, 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 praising God, you know, for, for, for the good outcome of the situation. I wasn't praying, praying the situation that I saw. I was praying the solution. Okay. So I was praising him for getting me out of that solution, for protecting me through that solution. That whatever that, that monster thought he wanted to do to me, I thank God that, that, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And, and every tongue that rised up, up against me, I condemned it. So I, I thank God that he brought me through. And I love the way that he made me feel comfort, 
you know, and give me holy boldness to stand on his word. I love the authority that he gave me in his word that made the demons flee and destroy yokes and remove burdens by trusting and leaning on him for the walk that he gave me in my life at that time. I chose life in, in Jesus Christ. I chose life in Yahweh. My Abba Father, giver of all life, my strength and comfort, a conqueror of all things that, that, that is not like him. I stand with him. He represents me and I represent him. I am proud to say I love Yahweh. He is my heavenly father and you should try him if you don't know him and experience his genuine love and power and protection for your life because I am a living witness. That following Jesus, my Lord and Savior, has kept me and brought me this far safe and sound and fulfilling the destiny and purpose for my life. I learned how to pray my way through many active abuse situations. He would go to hit me and end up hurting himself. His knuckles would be bleeding. I would not see what he hit to cause it, but I know he didn't hit me. I knew start. I, I knew to start praying when he was on his way home to keep Satan under my foot. I would prepare my children on how to behave so that when he when he would uh, get in when he would get in that my children wouldn't get on his nerves and cause them to get in trouble with him. And uh, he was the type that when he got drunk off a of beer, that he was uh, and he he got good and toasted. That life became hell. But as long as I stayed in my Bible and learned to speak against the things that were happening, he would not harm me. When it came to my children, I would fight about my children, especially if I thought that they was being abused. Man, that's when I started plotting to buy a gun. When I found out the day he threatened my children behind my back, I made up in my mind that day that me and my children was not going to die. And I went to God and I told God, that if you don't uh, 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 take me from this situation, God, I'm going to buy a gun and I'm going to blow his brains out. And so I kept going to God with that. I told God, take that out of my heart. Take it out of my heart. God, come through. Come on through, Father. Because I didn't want to go to jail. I did not want to live my life in prison. So I had to go to God every day. And then eventually God took that thing out of my heart. And he put in that man's heart to get the heck away from me. That man left me. <laughs> he found another woman and he got away from me. And it took a period of nine months for all of this to transpire. And um, he eventually divorced me and remarried. Praise the Lord. So I found scripture to stand on to back me up. To take me through this thing. Because that is what the, the you know, when, when your mind goes through a traumatic experience, your mind starts looping. And then your mind starts playing that horrible picture. And then it starts playing the, 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 just the things that you see. It don't play the solution to the problem. It just starts playing the problem. Then it starts making you have fear in your heart. Then it starts telling you what you going to do. Then you don't know what to do. And then it just starts making you feel like you you just powerless. You know, like, like you don't know how to come up out the thing. But I'm telling you, if you choose to use God's word, I'm telling you, it will change your whole situation around. It'll change around your whole life like it changed around my life. I'm telling you, I'm a witness to, to a valid situation. And another scripture that rose up 
in my heart. The kingdom of, of, of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I had to take that thing by force because it was violent what I went through. So this is what we call violent prayer. It causes you to push. You got to push like you birthing a baby. You got to push. You got to press in with scriptural prayer. Unique to your own situation. Until you receive an answer about the matter. If you serious about change, you got to push like you having a baby. You got to press in, I'm telling you, till you get an answer. You have to give God's word back to him, y'all. You got to give it back to him so that he can perform it in your life. He want to hear it out of your mouth. So that is what he requires of us, to press in until we receive. He says that it is his good pleasure to fulfill our needs. We are to live in the soup. We are to live in, in the spiritual dimension while in these flesh bodies with the authority of God to subdue the earth. We are to pull things out of the spiritual realm that they manifest in this natural realm, our natural reality. We can have what we say. We must speak it into existence. This is work. That most of us do not like to do because it seems hard and you got to stay on top of it. And it seems like it don't work because it's just words that you got to keep speaking and you got to stay on it. But you think it is not working because Satan putting in your heart that them just words you saying uh, uh, what they're supposed to do. Yeah, Satan just want to trick you out of speaking God's word. Satan want to trick you out of your authority. But when you use that authority, hmm, tell you. So you must stay with it and give it time and attention for things to change. Because I'm telling you, it's just like planting a seed in the ground. You know not how that seed going to sprout and spring up that plant. You see, you know, first you put a seed in the ground and then you start watering. You put it, you know, where it can get sunlight. And then you water it every day. And then eventually you see it poke up through the soil. Well, you don't know what it was doing when it was germinating and when it was, you know, causing a change to come along for that thing to even germinate and then push forth, you know, that leaf to come up through the ground. Same thing with the word. It's got to germinate. It's got to go do what, it, what you said it to do. God got to take it and then, you know, put his spin on it and send it back to you just the way you had said you sent it. You know, with, with a, a solution to the problem. Come on now, y'all. That's what this word do. It's like a seed in the ground that we plant. And we know not how, how it come forth. But we do realize, you know, the, the uh, nutrient of that thing. We do get to, get to see the, the, the reality of what we put into the atmosphere. What we gave back to him spiritually and he sent it back to us. You know, we're manifesting this natural form. So a lot of us don't want to give up anything in order to grow and to receive better things. We want an instant relief, you know, from all of our troubles without doing anything to make change come. It truly feels that you're in a fight. But you got to be in a fight to win, y'all. And if you want to win, you want to be a part of this 144,000, you got to know. You got to know how to come up out of this thing. You got to know how to even survive the evil day. Because the day is evil that we live in. And you know what? That evil force works through us. Through our spirits. 
because we are, we are spirit beings first, inhabiting a flesh body. You must know how to rule in your spirit, man. So you will not allow Satan to use you, to use your vessel. You know, this vessel was created for Yahweh. Wasn't created for Satan's use. Satan failing, he jealous. Because he know his time is short. And he know he can't get back in good with God. He know he can't come back into the kingdom of heaven. So he want to take your, your uh, uh, chance of getting into the kingdom of heaven away from you. He want to take that away from you. But you know what? He want to trick you out your life. But you know what? You tell him he's a lie. Because God gave you that life. And he gave that life to you more abundantly through Jesus. So let's take a part of our lives through Jesus Christ. So again, it also make you feel like, you know, Satan also make you feel like you lose him, but he a liar and he under our feet and you got to remind him of his place. So as if you're not making headway or as if the scriptures you are using are not working, but they are, then you begin to see the evidence that is working. Your battles start to become your testimony. It, it, it was all a test. To strengthen you and to grow you up in the spirit, in your spirit, man, that is in you. It is, it, it, it is to work. It is work that you must put in. Otherwise, nothing will change and the devil will win. But you know, he's defeated. He's a defeated foe and he's under our feet. He do not have uh, uh, authority over you. Uh, that's a finished work on the cross. Jesus already, already uh, did that for us. He already paid that way for us. So we don't have to go and reinvent the wheel. We don't got to go and, 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 and sacrifice, you know, uh, 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 animals, you know, uh, for that. Jesus already paid the way for that, you know. So just let's say no. That his time is short and that's a finished work on the cross. So he can't, he can't attack us in that, in that form that we have authority over him and we put him in his rightful place, which is under our feet and keep him subdued. God gave us this word to subdue the earth. So we must go and subdue the earth, but we must first start in our own families, in our own lives. We must subdue what is with what is within our own surroundings first before we can change our communities and before we can change our, uh, 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 you know, our, uh, okay, our, uh, our cities and our, uh, uh, our, our communities, our cities, our states, and then our world, you know, before we can affect our world, we must first start with us. Yahweh says starts at home with us first. Clamp around your own front door. Sweep around your own front door. Before you try to start sweeping around somebody else's. Get your own life in order. Before you start, before you keep pointing fingers at other people and not accepting your responsibility for your maturity and growth. This all relies on upon your shoulders it's all up to you to change whenever you decide to change it's in your hands it's in your mouth it's in this bible god gave you and i know my sword is is toe up but i'm telling you i use this sword i use this sword it's a bible it's a lifesaver it's a life changer it is a guide to lead us through our lives daily you got to know how to use it and put it in force, y'all. You got to know, because Satan ain't winning. You got to know. He got to take some L's. 
We tired of taking L's. Asking. Yahweh provides answers. When we seek, when we seek, he allows us to find. When we knock, he swings the door opens to us. But we must first go to him for his intervention into our lives. God will for our lives. God's will for our lives is his word. So his will is his word, y'all. So use his word because that's his will. It's the scriptures for our lives. In his word, we have promises for everyday situations in life that we will ever face. Being a spirit inhabiting a flesh body means that you are to become a supernatural being using the principles and laws of Yah's word to change our lives and order our steps. Not everyone will complete this stage in their lives because it requires discipline. It requires spending large amounts of time with God through Jesus. Jesus said that we can go uh, father. Uh, we can go to the father ourselves in his name you know that y'all left us left us jesus as a way maker a bridge that connects us to him that's where our spiritual warfare weapons is it's through jesus it's through the word of god okay that is our spiritual sword we must understand that i learned i learned that whatever is contrary to god's promises for my life must go i will not tolerate it in my life this that 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 is not meant for me so i do not have to accept it god made a way of escape when we began to realize how to work god's word it is a secret weapon that many are not realizing what it is we are supposed to be changing our world with the written word of god it is alive quick and powerful it have, uh, oh, I have also learned that walking through this life, just as Tupac puts it, walking in the valley of the shadow of death, he said he would feel no evil. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death, that's what we walk through every day. The valley of the shadow of death, being exiled from our land, y'all, which is Psalms 23. You have to use that scripture for your protection as well as Psalms 91. Abba Yah has my back. He covers me. Jesus has kept me through it all. It was his footprints. That one set where Jesus was carrying me when I could not carry myself. When I look back over my life and I only see that one, you know, track of footprints. That wasn't my footprints. That was Jesus' footprints. Because I would have fell down dead. I wouldn't have known how to bring myself through. It was too much for me. So I'm telling you, when we, when we get in the spirit of God and operate through his word, then we become warriors and recover all that was lost to us, which includes wayward family members like our children and other immediate loved ones that we wish to see change and live in wholesome lives filled with love and goodness for one another. Come on, y'all. Uh, with the Psalms uh, tw 23, as I was saying, you know, um, with that Psalms, we have protection. God keeps us 
when we give him give him back his word. We have safety, and he makes our enemies our footstool. He did not say that the weapon would not form against us, y'all. He said that the weapon would not harm us. Now, there's a difference. The weapon will form, but it shall not harm you. Come on now. Uh, if the gun forms against you, that sucker gonna, gonna choke up. It, 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 it ain't gonna, it, it ain't gonna perform like it's supposed to. You know, it's gonna get, get stuck. It can't, it can't take your life because God has not given Satan permission to take your life. So whatever weapon that forms against you, it shall not, it shall not take, take your life because it does not have God's permission. So you have to know, y'all, we have safety. And he makes our enemies our footstool. So um, this applies to us when we take his scriptures and apply them to our daily lives for a covering, a blood covering to keep us. Just as it was when I was in that abusive marriage. Though the weapon formed against me, it did not prosper. I asked God at that time. That if I would believe in his word, would he protect me from my husband's abuse and anger? Because otherwise, God would have had to take my life at that time. Because I was not going to continue to live with my husband's abusive fist. I, I could not do that. I mean, I was not created, you know, to be somebody's punching bag. So no, I could not take that within my own self. I mean, that was not my portion. You know, that I knew that in myself that I could not live like that. I knew that I would have rose up in myself. If that man didn't take my life, I was going to take his because that's who God created me to be. He created me to be a warrior, y'all. So, as I said earlier, I contemplated buying that gun. But, uh, uh, you know, and in planning for that last fight. He would never have no more chances to ever hurt me again. So I don't want a lot of you to get in that place where you, you are at that drastic measure, you know, in your life where it comes down to you have to, you know, use a weapon against this person. I'm telling you, if you just try God, just try him. He will keep you out of jail and he will keep you safe and protected. But I don't know. You have to use what is in your heart to use. For me, it was Yahweh. I tried Yahweh first. I tried Jesus first before I went to that last attempt of taking a gun. You know, that's what Satan wants for us to ruin our lives. You know, where we will never recover again, y'all. So don't take his way. Don't use his way of violence. I mean, I understand when your life is threatened and it is a self-defensive, you know, state where you have to use, you know, this worldly weapon, a gun, you know, to protect your life. If that's where you are, then, you know, you have to do what you have to do. But I say, please try and use God's word first. Put God at his test. Tell him, you testing him. Tell him that it's either you or this man's life. You know, and that you are not going to stay in this situation any longer. You know, so put God to a test. And I'm telling you, he going to show up and show out. Because if he did it for me, he said he's no respecter of person. He going to come to those who seek him. He said, seek him where he may be found. You know, 
You have to come to him and you have to give these things to him. You know, instead of taking these things in your own hands, because I'm telling you, he'll keep you out of a lot of trouble, y'all. Trouble that you inviting to yourself because you don't know what to do, y'all. Okay? So, I stayed in balance, warfare, and prayer. Because I told you the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the balance taken by force. I had to stay in balance, warfare, and prayer until that mountain was removed. I had to speak to my mountains before I became free, y'all. So see, in God's word, he sent Jesus that we might have life and that more abundantly. And he didn't send Satan to abuse us or mishandle us through, you know, uh, our husbands or our boyfriends, you know, or even loved ones, a brother or a sister or, you know, a, a, a mother, a father, a parent that might be abusing us. He did not send us to be abused, y'all. You got to handle this situation differently, y'all. This is not right. And this is the time that we find ourselves living in. There's a way out. I'm telling you there's a way out. Choose God. Choose this day to do it his way. Because this is not his will for you to stay in that situation. And I want to read you Psalms uh, 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers. Under his wings shall I trust. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid. I shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at, at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. They, they shall bear thee up. They shall bear me up in their hands. Least I dash my foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample, shall I trample under my feet. So I shall dread, so I shall tread upon lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall I trample under feet, because he has sent his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will. Because he has set his love upon me. He's saying that we have set our love upon him. So he says, therefore, he shall deliver me. He shall set me or you, you know, he shall set me. He shall deliver, deliver me and he shall set me on high because he has known because I have known his name and because he has known my name. When he sent me into the earth, he sent me for such a time as this. He shall call upon me 
and I will answer. I will be with him in, in, in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Yahweh said we shall call upon him and he will answer us. He said he will be with us in time of trouble. That he will deliver us and honor, honor, uh, and, uh, and honor us. With long life will he satisfy us and show us his salvation. So come on, y'all. He showed it to me. He showed that is my testimony. He brought me from a mighty long way. He brought me from some hard times. You know, hard, cold times in my life that I never want to look back on again. So, and I also, I have two minutes. But I want to also speak on, you know, the abuse and power. You know, killing black people. Just like Ahmaud Aubrey, 25-year-old man who was shot down and killed by, you know, these white folks. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. And then black on black crime. Come on, y'all. We got to know what to do about this. We got to know how to fight this thing spiritually. Even when the devil comes upon us to eat up our flesh, that we may stumble and fall. The devil is alive. We ain't stumbling and falling. He ain't eating up our flesh. You got to know how to fight this thing spiritually. So I want you to know that uh, Exodus 6 and 5 through 7 says, Furthermore, I've heard the groanings of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving. And I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, tell the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians and deliver you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. So come on, y'all. We have so so just know that you have a way out of whatever you're going through. And I have to end this broadcast. So we've come to the end of another broadcast of Eyes Can See Facebook Live. So be sure to visit discover.empressharon.com and take my free seven-day identity course to share with others. Uh, we should know our true identity and what type of people that our Heavenly Father is expected to find when he comes back for us very soon. So today, I mean, tomorrow is the Sabbath. So let us fall back and relax and give God some much needed time with our one-on-one uh, -on -one personal relationship with him. And may y'all bless you and your upcoming week. And enjoy your day this weekend. So... For um, so I leave you again, and with that I say blessings in Jesus' name. Have a great week. Goodbye for now.